Liesl, today's episode of the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast is brought to the good people by Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. I love Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. How can you not? They're pretty legit. It's a great business, and it's even greater people. So local people running that business, doing great things, and and it's the home for Enlightened Style Shades. Enlightened Style Shades. I just like saying that. And it does sound, it sounds, sounds kind of big time. It does. Sounds very big time. And look, they've got, they don't just do shades. Like almost all of your interior decorating needs, they're there. They can help you get them. I even have pillows. I have pillows on my couch from Budget Blinds. Hmm, I didn't know you had pillows. Yeah. Throw That's pillows. amazing. I know. And who doesn't love throw pillows? Everybody loves really. throw pillows. And supporting a local business that gives back to the community is always a win. Always a win. So when you're ready to make your home the best home it can be, go visit our friends at Budget Blinds of Lee Summit. Tell them Liesl and Nick sent you. Today's episode is also brought to you by Prodeo Youth Center. Prodeo Youth Center has their annual Twisted Trivia fundraiser event coming up. This is Lee Summit's only youth center. So this is a great, a great service provided to our community. This will be the ninth annual Twisted Trivia event. So you need to make your plans to get there. You like trivia, Nick? I love trivia. We'll be there. We're going to be on the same team. We are. We're going to have a link to Lee Summit, Lee Summit Town Hall podcast team again this year. This is this will be the third year that we have participated in the great event. It's Friday, March 10th. It'll be at Lakeland Community Church. That's off Colburn Road across from that awesome remodeled library. We'll see you there. That's right. It's trivia combined with other games of chance. And you can visit ProdaleYouthCenter.org slash events for more details. Hello and welcome back to the Lee Summit Town Hall podcast. I'm your host, Nick Parker, and back with me, Liesl Hayes. Hello. It's good to see you again, Nick. We have a full day today, I, don't we? We are. We are recording two episodes on on this day just to kind of get ahead of ourselves. Somebody's going on vacation. Mm. Uh, like I'm excited to have my my new buddy as our, as our guest. Uh, I have gotten to know her the last year or so. We serve on a board together. Lee Summit Social Services, mm-hmm. and we started working together as my other company. We bring, we're working to bring back the team podcast, I Can Yay. Relate. So from Lee Summit Cares, welcome Vanessa Hickman. Hello, how are you? How are you? I'm so happy to be here. Actually, this is really cool. This is neat. Well, I'm glad you're here because now we're going to pepper you with all the super hard questions. <laughs> so many. We've been preparing them all morning. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> well, I really, I I really want to start because you are, and, and, and correct me here, you are the program director for Lisa yes, McCares. Yes, I am. Lisa McCares has kind of gone through over the last year or so uh, some shifts. So I, I really kind of wanted to start with what's going on at Lisa McCares and what are you guys doing right now in the community? So um, now Lee Summit Cares has just kind of gotten a new way of doing things. I think before we only gave out material and telling people not to do things. So when I got there, I thought that was like, here's the thing. I used to work at a treatment center (laughs) and I am threatening people with jail time and telling them not to do something. It didn't matter. So I'm pretty sure a piece of paper (laughs) telling people not telling kids not to do something was kind of a joke. So, so Nancy Reagan was wrong. All was those wrong. Years Nancy Reagan was wrong. You can't just say no. Like, <laughs> okay, no, and I'm going to do it anyway. So um, I just went in with the idea of less layering. We can provide awareness. We also need to provide an alternative. We need to provide something, programming for our youth to do something. Give them something to do. 
So we're saying no, but then what do I do after I say no? Do I just kind of move around, dance around the city? (laughs) What are we doing? So basically we're just trying to bring programming like coding. We're trying to put together a documentary um, so our youth can have a voice in Lee Summit and tell these adults what's going on, including me. Because, you know, we can say what we think youth need but the youth can tell us and we need to hear them and they want to be heard so we want to do that we want to premiere with a red carpet event which is going to be cool um we, we have a health day coming up a youth health day coming up and um a way for you to move around in healthy ways um everybody can't afford a trainer and so like our diabetes and youth is rising in our community. And so we figure let's try to get some trainers to come out and help us and do some activities with these youth and get them moving again. Not saying take away video games. To me, that's unrealistic. I can't say that. But also, can you come out and play for a little bit? Let's do some activities or something. Let's give them alternatives, things to do. We're just kind of stuck in the house. Well, and I feel like, well, yeah, I mean, that, we, we were all stuck in the house for a long time. <laughs> That's true. But I also feel like the the battle against screen time is also, you know, I feel like that's the same thing that we had as kids where it was don't yes. watch MTV. Don't watch MTV. Yes. Right? And we watched MTV. And we watched we MTV. All and watched we're fine. MTV. Well, okay, we're not fine. We got Remember a lot of Remember when issues. SpongeBob <laughs> came on, though? Like, when SpongeBob came on, I know I was like, oh my God, you cannot watch SpongeBob. Now, I'm like, why did I say that? Because I love SpongeBob. <laughs> but I mean, it was just things like that. And I don't want to battle against that. I, I can't say watch screen time or don't no screen time that's just unrealistic but let's do something with screen time or you know i have this to do and i'm going to do this all children don't want to play sports all children don't want to be in drama and music let's let's reach out to those children who want to do something different and give them alternatives let's give them something to do well and like everything else balance right balance find a balance to whatever it is you're doing we don't, we don't want to raise obsessive people. Right. No. <laughs> yes. Right, right, right. And, you know, I went to MoDOT to visit one time, and I saw that you can literally sit down and watch all these TVs and watch all the highways. I'm like, how do you get that job? I didn't even know that existed. So I also would like to bring programs that will show our youth different ideas for employment. I mean, everybody doesn't want to be a doctor or a lawyer or whatever, but you can sit and watch the highway <laughs> that, fulfills, <laughs> yes. that meets my nosiness you know <laughs> you, just, you so, gotta yeah. wonder sometimes what do you say you gotta you gotta y- wonder yeah yeah i'm sure there are many things <laughs> gotta be good stories I, I i like that you the you part you brought up a little earlier um about giving them a voice and that's mm-hmm. something um as i've started working with lisa mccares over the last three or four years um specifically with the community's youth mental health and suicide prevention uh, task force which I know is under a different name and it's a different group, right, right. group now. But, you know, that was one of the first things I noticed. And I think one of the first things I really learned. So when I got on, I, I like to say that I was the only one that uh, did not have any letters behind <laughs> his name. Right. <laughs> like These are all healthcare workers. I'm sitting around like I'm, like I'm the dummy in the room. Um, but at the same time, they were all talking way over everybody's heads. And yeah. where were the kids? Where were the kids? Right. Where were the kids? And when we did, so we did do surveys um, of students around the whole area. And the biggest thing we learned was shut up. Yeah. And listen. So yeah. I like that there are, are are now even more efforts to to give a voice to mm-hmm. to these kids. Because here's the thing I learn every year when we work with them on this on this 
podcast project is yeah this generation they've got a lot of smart kids that are with it and when it's time to give them the keys they're ready yes now, so, they don't want us to give it to them too early. Right, right, they, right. But they also said, stop telling us you can go fix it. You're smart enough. They're like, we don't right. want the pressure. We don't want that. <laughs> <laughs> Let us try. Well, we don't give them a chance to try. Yeah. We um, kind of do everything for them. So let's see what they have to say. You know, and then on the other end, we are educating the adults with our community conversation, our monthly community conversations. Um but that's to me, which I which I like, is aside from the youth. So let's deal with the youth on this level. Then we'll deal with the adults over here. And if they want to come together, they can, <laughs> you know. But still, I want I want to encourage our youth to have a voice, to stand up, to be confident. Say what you have to say. Say what you have to say. You know, it might be an ouch moment for us. You know, I remember my children got together and told me like, hey, look. You have to let us go. You have to let us do this. It's okay. You know, or you have to let us feel. I wouldn't let them feel. I'll be like, suck it up. Let's go. <laughs> you have five minutes to cry. And then we got to keep on moving. Here's your window. <laughs> right. Let's, let's do this, you know. So. Right. Or, or or let me fix it for you. Let me fix yes. it for you. Yes. Let me so, instead of letting them figure out how to fix right. it. Right. Absolutely. So tell us more about the community conversations. I don't know about this. So we get topics that uh, we hear are um, big issues in Lee Summit. And we bring out an adult, or not an adult, <laughs> we bring out a specialist to come and give the adults that come information. So we just fill them with information. You know, um, we had Brain Balance come and talk about uh, basically the brain, you know, you think it's one thing that's wrong with your youth. Well, try this. Come see us. Let's see if we can do some alternative methods instead of being quick to um, medicine. You know, um, we did bullying. Um, I think our next is fentanyl um, because I hear here that um, it's not affecting enough people. So we don't need to know about it. So I say one is too many. We don't have to have a whole plague of people dying of fentanyl before we get that well, information Well, I'm curious out. what you're hearing about that because I, I often wonder about those both of those topics. Right. Bullying and fentanyl. Like, when you talk to the kids, are they are those as big a problem as we olds think they are? Because I think sometimes, you know, we get into the, I don't want to say hype, but we get into the story of what it is and the fear of it. And I'm curious, I'm always curious, like, is it are each of those things, and I know they're very different, but are each right. of those things as big a deal? Well, fentanyl, I want to educate the adults on it because remember, this is community conversations. Right. So I wanted to educate them on so they can look at signs and just know what to do. I think they all need that pen. I can't think of that pen. Oh my goodness. The, that counteracts fentanyl. So, like, you can. Um, like an EpiPen, but Epi, not like EpiPen, but yes, yeah. yeah. Um, I think every adult should have one. If you're around a teenager, you need it. You need it. Period. You need to have it. You need to have one in your car just in case. You never know. Um, so I think adults should have that. I think they're scared of that conversation. They don't want to hear about it. Close my eyes. Close my ears. And a lot of schools have shot. it on hand now. A lot of sc- I have them in my car because I had them at Hillcrest when I was at Hillcrest. No way. Not on my watch. <laughs> you're mm-hmm. not dying. Um, and then the bullying thing surprisingly our age group thinks like we went through bullying so we're fine you know so they're telling their youth when they come home with complaints just you're okay you're i did it i did it and i want them to have a more empathetic ear 
And um, well, that word just keeps coming back yeah. to us, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, you know, I have a lot of fathers. I have to hate to say that they'll say, "Oh, they're just being soft." No, listen. It just an emotion. Sometimes our students are saying, "Just listen to me. I don't need you to solve it." You know, like you were saying, need to fix it. I don't need you to fix it right now. I can fix it. I just need to let it out. And when they're letting it out, their parents are saying, ah, I survived it. And some parents need to know every child does. It It affects them differently. And so just have that understanding, get an understanding of how your child is, is affected by it and then dealing with it instead of just shutting them off. Their feelings are, are valid. Their Whatever they are. Their feelings are valid. But I, it's, I don't know if you guys are the same. We're all parents here. But. It's hard to just listen and not respond. I know. It is because our natural response is like we want to fix it, mm-hmm. right? But like you're saying, ultimately what our kids often need is just for us to say, hey, I hear you. I see you. I'm sorry you're going through this. And and that's what they need oftentimes, right. not for us to fix it. Like I, I said to my daughter the other day, I was like, well, do, do I need to go to the counselor? And she was like, mom stop right she's like no I just want you to listen to me Mm -hmm. if I want to go to the counselor I'll go to the counselor but right now what I need is just for you to hear me you know and I think a lot of our youth need that right yeah and I just find it hard to stop there like even if even if I know in my head I shouldn't try to fix it I I think an important question as a parent we should have is what do you want me to do so we listen. That's fair. Oh, I, I like say, that What do you question. want me to do? So as a, you know, with adult children, like my daughter was having some issues with um, some of her roommates. Ex was just coming in and harassing them. And, and you ha- you only can get in with the key code. So I'm like, how is he getting in? And she was like, yeah, that's a good one. And so I said, what do you want me to do? Do I need to <laughs> you want me to fly down there? Do you want me to, you know? And, it, and she fixed it. She did her little, put her little detective hat on, figured out how he was getting in and shut it down. Um, And it also gives them an opportunity to be critical thinkers. You know, sometimes saying it out loud, those wheels start to turning and they can Mm -hmm. fix it. But if we do it and when they get away from us, they don't have that opportunity to fix it. So, yeah. What, What do you want me to do? Just that's a plain great question. and simple. <laughs> that's a good thing to remember. Yeah. Because I think it's just it's just so hard to let silence mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Which and I'm they go- might not know what they want you to do yet. You know, they might they might say, I don't know, but we can't jump in front of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. This works in all relationships yes. too. I mean, I have those no. moments too, like, you know, with your partner, your husband, like it's you just have to sometimes say, what do you need, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's what our youth need, too. I love that question. I yeah. think it's such a great tool to be able to just use in mo- a lot of our relationships. It's yes. funny you say that because now that I think about it, my wife and I will do that with each other very naturally. Yeah. Do you want me to help you mm-hmm. with this or did you just want to vent? We can do that with each other naturally, but if it's our son... It's so hard. It is because like, we want to fix. It takes real effort yeah. to be like, well, I'm not going <laughs> to just fix it. I'm not going to just fix it. I am calling I mean, the principal tomorrow. I am texting Mrs. Cunningham, right. the counselor, right now. <laughs> it is. I mean, that, you know, that protective. And also, I think, you know, we look at it, too, with we don't want them to go through what we went through. Right. Even if we're okay now. That one, yes, yes. I mean, think of a lot of the decisions we make are we don't want it to be as hard for them as it was for us. But that's a part of growing up, though. Yeah. That's That's what made us who we are. That's what's made us who we are. Mm -hmm. 
And it's not being hard on them. It's not, you know, it's not not caring. Um, but it's just like, okay, so tell me when to go. I'm ready. <laughs> you want me to go, I'll do whatever you want me to do. But not automatically just, you should do this, 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 and this, and this, you know. So, yeah. Are you? Do you get a lot of uh, feedback and interaction at these community conversations with the adults that come in? Uh, what, what's, what is that kind of vibe like? Well, it hasn't been a lot of people yet. We're building it up. But um, they love it. Those who are coming enjoy it and want and are looking for more. So then they're coming and bringing someone. So that's what makes that, that cool. You know, I really, um, that organic growth. Yes, yes, yes. I mean, I'm starting over with basically everything, every program we have is zero to one, two people. Even when I did youth advisory board, I had two people like, okay, how do we do this? So yeah, they're enjoying it. I think once more people start coming, they'll be able to participate. Cause I really want to hear from our community. I want them to bounce back with the speaker or whoever we bring in as our guests, you know, so we are um, also having the SROs and parents. So that's going to be a good one. Um, those who need to, that relationship needs to be different and it's not. And so the SROs really want parents to trust them and say, Hey, we're not here as the police walking around. We're here to help. And parents, they want parents to know that. So that's a that's a whole different thing because I I re- think about with our generation if there was a cop on campus, I know there was something wrong. I know, like they were there for a reason, right? But let me say this, Nick. I went into a school yesterday and it was easy. To, it wasn't easy to get in, but it was easy to get in. And I'm like, where's the police? <laughs> yeah, you're like, where yet? Because if I had this, this is what could happen. And yeah, so I don't even know if I've gone over to that side where i need to see the police there like i don't know i don't know it- well i mean look those are a lot of other conversations <laughs> we won't get into today yes. uh we should at some point we probably should. get into yeah. those conversations because i think there's 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 a lot to unload and a lot to unpack uh on those well so, so that's kind of the the adult side of it's it with your work side. in the community yes. and you've mentioned you've got this youth advisory board tell us a little of of what that is so our youth advisory board board is consists of students from eighth grade to 12th grade right now I have 21 students I want 50 um only because that's a lot of people well like out of the 21 I have 10 or 12 strong show up you know yeah so I figure if I have 50 I'll get 20 25 to show up um because of sports because of you know I can if football's going on, then basketball, then choir, then drama. So there's always something, and I don't want to detour them from doing those activities. I want to add to that. So I want 50 kids that are going to be signed up. Um, and in that, they do prevention work. So they, they're the piece that gets awareness out to their peers at school and about bullying, about substance misuse, about underage drinking, about suicide prevention. They get that piece out. So they're going to be doing activities during lunch hour to involve their peers to encourage each other. So that's a big thing. We have shirts that I'm trying to create. And their <laughs> shirts and their new logo is just, you good. You know, go to someone and ask them, you good? You okay? Can I, you know, I want to encourage that. I want you to see someone at the table at lunch by themselves or sitting and ask them, you okay? You good? You want to talk? You need something? Can I come sit with you? Um, Just to not have them be alone. That's our big thing. Like, I don't want your experience in high school 
or middle school to be something where you know someone was by themselves and you didn't actively and you don't have to go up there and say hey I'm with Yab and don't do drugs and don't do underage drinking and <laughs> I'm not here to bully you or are again you trying like to you said that's not effective yeah, that's not effective <laughs> well, and I but think just kids, being there kids know that's not genuine right yes right kids right. know that that's that's another kid given the spiel to do for whatever reason yeah they yeah, know it's not I, real. I didn't know how effective it was until like two years ago. I received a message from a guy I went to high school with. To this day, I do not know who he is. And on Facebook, he had like a cat for his pictures. And then when I look at his pictures, they're all cats. But he sent me a message. He's like, hey, I have cancer. I'm dying. But I wanted to let you know in high school, you used to speak to me. No one else spoke to me. I just want to tell you, thank you. And you kept me going. And I was like, oh, that. I felt so bad and then he died then his wife contacted me and she was like hey such and such passed but he always talked about how you spoke and I don't even know what I said to this kid I have no clue to this day but to know that just a hello or are you okay or how you doing affects someone's life and can change them no I want I don't want anyone to go through a high school or a middle school experience and feel like no one likes them or no one cares about them. That's unacceptable to me. And so I really press into that with my youth advisory board. This is not what we're doing. To me, secondary is the prevention work. The primary work is getting out there to your peers, speaking to them, making sure they're okay, directing them, making referrals, but just being that genuine person to say, hey, how you doing? Hello, what's going on? What you doing today? You know, just that communication we've lost and we need to bring it back. So um, that's our Youth Advisory Board in a nutshell. They're also going to be bringing initiatives. They brought the Buckle Up Phone Down Day, October 21st of each year. They took that to um, the City Hall, and that experience was so great for them. They learned how to, that process. So I want them to think of another initiative that Lee Summit can pick up, brought on by them. I want them to do work, but I want that work to be something that, um, helps their peers and like you said in a real way in a real way and I'm I want those seniors that have gone through this process to me you're working I want them to have scholarships when they leave youth advisory board I want them to be able to leave with a little check or something to help them with their education whatever it is yeah, it's absolutely. not fair to me to me it's not fair you know you're working real hard and then at the end we say thank you bye here's a certificate I appreciate you no Let's include a check. Let's let's do something for those students that have been working. People should get paid for their work. Yeah, people should get paid. Oh, well, I don't I, imagine that. I right? <laughs> well, and I love though too that 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 you are focusing on on well, a you're focusing on just connect to people, mm-hmm. just be connected to your peers. Yes, because the other stuff can happen if you're connected. You can help them with whatever exactly. problems yes. they exactly. have and they bring up. Because yes. it's a relationship. It's a relationship. Yes. Like you're actually, like and then yeah. they can speak in yeah. to your life. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want somebody speaking into your life that you don't feel like cares about you. So, I right. mean, that makes so much sense why you all start mm-hmm. there. You know, it's build that relationship and then equip these kids with the ability that if someone's going through something hard, they can speak into their lives. So. Right, because if you're going through any of those things and I don't have a relationship with you, Cause I'm about to use that word a lot. I'm not coming to you. I'm not, I'm still lonely. I'm still by myself. I still hear you tell me not to do things, but who do I talk to? I don't feel comfortable coming to you. So, um, that piece to me is very important. Yeah. You're just the, you're just the, just say no girl. I'm just the, just say no girl. 
But if yeah, you're, I my don't f- want to be the. Justice. But if you're my friend, right? And you know my problems because we're friends. Mm-hmm. We have a relationship, and you see me, maybe about to make a right. bad decision, or I've made a bad decision, or whatever, right? And you come to me and talk about it. I'm more likely to listen to you, right? I'm more likely to let you help me because we have a relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's perfect. That's on point. My also main primary goal too, being at least someone cares, is to build a caring community, being mindful, being thoughtful, um, being kind. You know, all of that. You're teaching the generation coming up those things. Those, you know, I should not see my neighbors paper and mail piling up and not check on them or send someone to check on them. You know, we're driving past looking at all this stuff and we're like, oh, I don't know. They could be alive. I don't know. Going to work. <laughs> I got I get time to watch, you know. I, my, I, have, I, have, I know um, my godmother, she fell 83 years old in the snow. Neighbors driving past, da-da-da. Been there for 45 minutes before somebody finally was like, hey, that doesn't look right. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. snowing outside. I'm on the ground. I'm old. Help me. So that's unacceptable. And it's unacceptable for our community and it's going to be unacceptable for our youth. So we have to build a, a caring community. And that's if it has to start with our youth, with you good, then it does. You know, it starts with educating our adults and families, then that's what we're going to have to do. So speaking of education and kindness, you actually just gave Nick and I a sheet of stickers. Yes. And you said next week is all focused on being kind. Tell us a little bit more about that. So January, is it January? This is February. It's February. My goodness. We're in February now, but it's okay. Time is all relative. February. After COVID. February. After COVID, we don't have to really be accurate with no, time No, we anymore. don't. We don't. Next week. <laughs> February 12th through the 19th is Take Time to Be Kind Week, where where our community in Lee Summit intentionally takes the time to be kind to someone, seeks out a way to be kind to people. Let's do it. We can do this. Be nice. Be nice. Be nice. Leave the quarter in the cart at Aldi. Let someone else have that cart. <laughs> I hear that's a whole thing at Aldi. Oh, I've never really been there it before, really but like 25 oh, no. cents for the cart. But, but no, but it's great. How many times have you been, though, and somebody says, here's a quarter? Yeah. Mm. Like, they're leaving. I got you. I, I, I don't know that I've a- ever had to dig into my own pocket as I walk in, I've done it when I left just yes, to leave, just one, to leave there. one there. Yeah. But I mean, almost every time I go, I will be walking toward it Dang, as somebody Nick, else is leaving. Lucky. But I know, I think I it's, know. that's I, awesome. Look, I know that I most of the time in the, in the resident Senate, people are good. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. I need to hear you say that again. No, I'm not. I, 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 I want to get to. You say he said it quietly. People are good. Yeah. <laughs> it is whisper look, voice. It's, it's hard for me to admit out loud. I have a whole thing. Um, you know, the other part uh, of, of all this, too, is you're teaching, it sounds to me like you're teaching the importance of being involved in things. I mean, yes. you're getting them in a community effort through your youth advisory board and, and, and all this, you know, and I know what, what we do with this show is a lot of how easy it is to be involved in the community and you can do things mm-hmm. and make a difference. And if we can help instill that educational piece early and youth can see the rewards that come from that. Not only for them personally, right. but the community they're in gets better. And opportunities and access get better because you're involved. 
And I, I just, I like that you're getting them involved early mm-hmm. and we should do more of that. And if you're thinking of someone, if you're being mindful and being kindness, then you're less likely to um, harm them or you just, you're less likely to um, forget about them or just not care. If someone's hungry, you have extra, you can provide a meal. That's what I want. You know, it, it does make a difference if your community is a community that is caring, that's being mindful of other people and thinking about them and not cussing them out because they pulled out in front of you think about it well maybe they're in a hurry or maybe they're just that that second thought of maybe something is going on in their lives and it's not just about you it's not just about yeah. you so that's my goal one working for lee summit cares and then two for being a citizen of lee summit it's important to me they're gonna get tired of my face and my voice but i don't care <laughs> listen that's not what listen, i've been making people hear my bad voice for six years that's and 600 true. episodes and i think let that it go vanessa's voice no offense nick i yeah. think i'd rather just listen <laughs> to her well, look, I'm, but, not, I'm not know. gonna argue i'm not gonna argue what i'm just saying is make them listen to you yeah just get out there yeah but I, but that's the thing is i think you just got to step forward yes yes yeah and it's You're easy right. it is as easy. And you've been doing it for a while. You 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 worked with with Hillcrest yes. before. Mm-hmm. You worked with Cotton and Hillcrest. You're active with social services now. You're with Lisa McCarry. So I, you yeah. you've been around. I'm a chair for the Human Relations Commission in Lee Summit. So I get to bother the mayor and tell him my crazy ideas. <laughs> He's like, okay. <laughs> look, look. To be fair, as one who does also likes to bother the mayor. <laughs> He likes crazy he ideas. Does. He does. He's That's like, huh? True. I think that, that make this true. happen. I think that is that is a strength of our yes, mayor. Actually, is true. that he he likes that's kind true. of the crazy mm-hmm. out of the box ideas. Like he wants somebody to go, hey, I got a weird idea to make the community better. Let's see how it works. Yes, and he tries. It. I and will say, yeah, he'll support that. Mm-hmm. So I think that's good. Yes, I do too. It, he he makes it easy. To come and and express yourself, and then he's like, "Let me get back with you." (laughs) (laughs) And then next thing you know, you'll get an email or a phone call. The mayor said that you wanted to do this. Let's try it. I'm like, "Okay, let's do it." So yeah. Well, tell us a little bit about this documentary idea. What's kind of and and I know a little bit of the backstory from we've talked offline before, but but what's really the the impetus here? What do you what story are you trying to tell? I'm trying to tell a different story of what our youth are doing. So my goal is to have maybe four or five different students that are like, I mean, from one end of the spectrum to the other, literally different, you know, and talk about and be open about their life in Lee Summit. What are the pros and what are the cons what could we do better what could um what would you do if you were here what things would you say you know I want our community to hear what they think you know we we do do we have a problem with homelessness do we not have a problem with homelessness um is our Lee Summit education system the best is it not the best let's keep it real (laughs) you know um is your home life you know, what is your, what can our parents, you know, hear? And I told them, whoever does it, you got to make sure mom and dad are comfortable with you <laughs> being real. Cause uh-huh. I want them to be real. I want them to, you know, have an authentic self awareness of the, their situation 
and that either it's good or it's not good. And you might have a great, perfect, you know, like to me, if someone would ask me, I had the best high school years ever. Like we're still friends. We all still meet all of us every year. We hang out in our neighborhoods that we grew up in with our families. These students don't have that because one, they have a different teacher every dang on year. And they surprisingly, that bothers them. It bothers them. And you wouldn't think it did. You would think you're just going through school. No, they, their mouths were open when I told them me and I have three siblings all had the same. We could go to the same high school and see the same teachers every year. And my sister is 10 years younger than me. Same principals, same teachers, same everything. Oh, wow. That feeling of stability is important to our students. And they want to say something. Those who, you know, how's your church life? Do you have a church life? Do you want one? It's okay. I want them to express themselves. And I want us to hear. I think that's the way that we're going to hear this. Is that's, what, that's what's going to have to happen. I, I love that you're trying to do that. And, and I have a lot of fun with, with the other projects. And, and, and I've helped you with a project. Yes. It's, it's always fun to try to get them to give, you know, give the answer that you really want to give. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't say what you think I want or what you think your parents want to hear. And the conflict to watch in, on their faces is always fun. Because some of them say? can convince them to get there. Some of them cannot. Right, right, right. They cannot get to the point where they're... They're just stuck on the answer they think they're supposed to give. And these, these, the ones that want to do it have to be 100% open. Yeah. Like you got to be able to say what you feel. Say now at the same it, time, then you've got ones that you're like, you might want to dial it back yeah. a bit. Because remember, your, your, your parents are going to hear this. Your parents are going to hear this. <laughs> Bring yes. it back. I mean, be real. Yes, but not but, too But real. be ready for the consequence. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited. But we have to, we as parents also need to be ready. And adults need to be ready to hear those things and not dole out consequences. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's imperative on the adults, too, that we need to prepare ourselves to hear hard crap. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And say, what do you want me to do? Right. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You, you mean yeah. you don't always want me to call the counselor? Right. Okay. All right. All right. Fine. I won't okay. fix it. I won't fix it this time. Or yes. I'm telling you, I'm just going through a bad day. And next thing you know, I'm in an appointment with a therapist and you know, they're right. trying to diagnose me. And I'm like, I just had a bad day. That's it. I'm just sad today. That's all. Yeah. Cause yeah. sometimes we just have bad days. We just have bad days. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. I can't be happy all the time. So and we don't need to be. And we don't need to be. We don't. Need and to do be. they know that? You know, we tell them that to act like it's the best thing ever, but it's okay if it's not the best thing ever. She's gonna get me on my tangent. I I'm know. gonna keep it. I'm I know. Keep you are. It, you I'm are talking Lisa's short, love language. This is my love language because I feel like we tell our kids. We tell other people that they should always be positive, that like happiness is the goal. And I I get it. Happiness is an emotion that Mm -hmm. we all like to experience, but it's not the goal. Our goal in life is to live a meaningful life. And that means that we are going to experience joy and happiness and grief and all the things that we are meant to experience as humans. And now I'm going to stop. That's my tangent. (laughs) But I just love it because you you are articulating that so well. And our youth need to hear that. Mm -hmm. We need to hear it as adults. Yeah, we do still. You don't have to go to work and be, you're not going to be happy all the time, even if it's something that you like to do. <laughs> but we have to provide a space for them to vent. A space, or not even vent, a space for them to just 
be themselves and just let their emotions go crazy if not or not crazy or just be calm or different or you know we see something different what's wrong are you okay no I just had a fr- I'm just frustrated it's okay oh okay so they can't you know when my children would come to me I would always like bark back so it caused them not to come to me all the time and luckily my mom was that person who can you know she said she's a teacher she was a teacher and um she knew how to just be have that blank face and say oh you know she knew all that but I didn't I was like what oh my gosh well let's get my purse they're gonna open up that school for me you know and it caused them to be afraid because one they didn't want me to be sad they didn't want me to be angry so they can't handle my emotions and their emotions so <laughs> right. let me find someone who's sane and <laughs> that I can talk to so yeah so uh, this is just this is all real talk <coughs> mhm real talk with people i like it real talk i like we it we also provide parenting lessons at least some of cares too so for parents who want to help we help them develop critical thinkers so for those parents who just want different techniques about how to talk to your child or how not to talk to your child or being there or not arguing with your child. That's the big one. That's the big one. I love that. When we teach that topic, that's like the favorite one for all parents. How not to argue with your child. Yeah, none of us want it. I know. We go there easily. <laughs> we do. But we don't want it. Yeah. We teach you just to say it and keep moving. Like keep moving. You know, I always tell the story that my son, he played basketball, I mean football. He knew he had to have those socks or he couldn't play. And I would come early, me and my mom, we would get that front seat. He would come to me, um, mom, you just live around the corner. I left my socks. What? Well, last night I told you to get your socks and dub, 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 dub. So he had enough, they have enough patience to listen to us argue and then, like, are you going to go get the socks? Well, dang it, yes. Well, <laughs> one time I didn't, and he was like, I can't play. I was like, I'm going to watch the other kids play. You're good. That was the last time he forgot his That's socks. <laughs> but it's hard for us to do that because we was like, oh, we don't want them to deal with the consequences of not doing what you're supposed to do. You know, do. The, so one of, the, one of the hardest things to do is let your kid yes. fail. Yes. Yes. So hard. Yes. yes. It's so hard. I mean, of course I'm going to go get the socks because I don't want to be the I reason know. the letdown. Look. <laughs> but, but you had to teach the lesson. Yeah, I, I had yeah. to do it. Well, and how many times, too, are we arguing with them because we really want to fix it and they won't let us fix it. Right. And I know how to fix it. Right. And kids are smart. They'll sit there and listen to the speech. Uh-huh. And then they're like, are you done? Like, uh-huh. So is that a no? Yeah, I'm going to put my headphones back on now. Right. <laughs> right. And I tuned you out for the right. last five minutes. Like, right. that's the other thing. And that's it, it thing. is. Yes. But I like the safety, like, in allowing them to fail in a way that it's not going to damage them right. permanently. Right? right. I mean, it's the idea of, I'm terrible at this, but my husband, Ethan, had a Boy Scout event. And he forgot to pack the appropriate stuff, and he was freezing the whole time. Like, he was cold. He didn't have the right socks. He didn't bring his jacket. Like you said, never forgot to do that Mm -hmm. ever again because it was miserable. He was miserable the whole day. And sometimes they just need that responsibility or that consequence that's natural to then do. Well, you're not supposed to teach your husband that consequence. Just your kids. Yes. Yes. No, Should have gave him his socks. No, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Sometimes we husbands do dumb things. No, I'm just playing. Yeah, it's, you know, 
because they will forget that all the time. Yeah. My best friend, same situation, except they were all the way in North Kansas City. And she's calling me, and I'm like, are you literally coming to get the socks? She's like, yes, I'm going to get the socks. I'm like, no, I wouldn't do it. No, he just wouldn't play. He wouldn't play. But she's like, I came all the way out here. He has to play, you know. Yes. Mm -mm. Not doing it. that's uh, that. uh, Saying no is hard. Saying no is hard. It is hard. It's but it is. It's important because it is a natural consequence. Mm -hmm. And you know, Ethan needed it. Our son needed to be cold that day, right? He needed it, and it's hard when he comes home and he's all upset and he had a terrible event and I'm like, oh, I could have prevented this, but we shouldn't have prevented it, right? Right. Right. Well, and and we don't want them to go through hardships that that we had. I mean, I had to learn those lessons differently. I grew up with a single mom, Mm -hmm. and so she wasn't at a lot of, like, sporting events and things, right? right? So if I forgot them, there was nobody I could go to to say, I got to go get my socks. But I don't want my kid to go go through through that. Yeah. You know, whatever it was that I forgot, which like I forget a lot of things. But yeah. So. It was I mean, I was bad cuz being a single mom, I was like, okay, well, I have to do extra for them so they won't feel left out. I was like making them three different meals. Like I was Denny's, like I was a short order cook. <laughs> and uh one of my mentors was like, "You can't survive doing that. Like you can't survive doing that. <laughs> you can't either this is what you're having or you're not." And my baby who always gives us the trouble, "Hi Josh." He <laughs> <laughs> would not eat for like a week. And he was like 4. You know what? Because he ate. He ate. I eat. Exactly. You he, just he didn't, see, I didn't right, see him. Right, right. Uh-huh. So that's uh-huh. what I had to like, learn. They're you know? not going to starve. Yeah. That's what I had to learn. I'm like, Josh, this is what we're having for dinner. And he would just, you know, get off the table. And I was like, it's fine. You don't have to sit here with us, you know. Um, but, yeah, I had to learn because I was not going to keep continue doing that. But I did. So sometimes as parents, even with four-year-olds, even with, you know, whatever age group, we have to learn not to argue and waste time with our children. It's too much. It's a waste. It's, why, why are you arguing? Well, I'm glad that you have then. Uh, you are providing resources not just for youth but for right. parents because it's all hard. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can learn to make better relationships with ourselves, with our kids, with our peers, yes. whether, we're, whether we're olds or not, um, relationships are everything. Everything. And being able to, to work with them. And sometimes we have to know as parents that it's not – our children's job to meet whatever emotional thing we're lacking. So sometimes it's all about us feeling better and that's not their job. Go see somebody, you know, seriously, (laughs) it's not their job to make us happy. It's not their job to make us meet that set. It's not their, it's too much pressure. Their youth sports career don't need to make up for your youth sports failures. That's right. That's a big one. Yes, it is. That's a big one. That is a big one. Yes, yes, yes. That's true. (laughs) Like we might we might have struck it struck you? a nerve of my own right. on that. As someone who spent way too many years covering youth in high school sports. Like you need to play all the sports. Yeah, no. No. No, you don't. I love sports. There's a part of me that wishes my son shared the love of sports, but there's another part of me that absolutely loves that he's not doing them. That he does other things. And I don't have to be sports dad or be around sports dads. <laughs> And he might end up doing something else with sports. He didn't. He just took up this year archery with the high school. There you go. And he loves it. 
he still might be a sports. He might something, you know, <laughs> when he get in college is I, I am a music person. I had a classical voice scholarship when I went to school and I wanted my children to sing and do all the things. And they did not do it until they got older. Like my son picked up a guitar at 19 and now he's playing a guitar everywhere. My daughter, she's always been singing or whatever, but yeah. And my youngest, I mean, it's just, they might wait until they and it's okay. older and it's okay. It's okay. It, kids aren't it's kid. itching to drive at 16 all the time anymore. Mine didn't. I was. I was. Oh, oh my gosh. My gosh. Like, the it second felt like I turned 16, <laughs> I was like, let's go before I go to school. I didn't take my driver's test. Yeah, let's yeah. go. Yeah. Let's go. Give me the keys. Yeah, my kids didn't drive till 8, 19, 20. Yeah. And my daughter still can't drive. She's like, I live in New York. <laughs> I don't need a car. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we as we wrap this up, if people want to learn more about Lisa McCares, if they want to follow Lisa McCares on social, how can they know what's going on? So our website is under construction, but it is lscares.org. Um, we do have a Facebook page. I've hired some awesome part-time social media people. So we do have Instagram and Twitter. Don't ask me what it is. Not yet, because we're building everything. We're new. Today's my one-year anniversary, at least I'm care. So we are slowly. Well, happy anniversary. Yes, congratulations. I made it. So we are slowly building. And when I say we're starting over, we're literally starting over. So we're building from the floor up and tearing down some things, rebuilding, and that includes social media is important now. So building those sites up, redoing our website. And so um, you can call me, <laughs> you can email me, uh, vhickman at rediscover.org. Give me a call. I don't even know my phone number at work because no one calls it. That's pretty sad. <laughs> but look us up. Do people call, call like, huh? work landlines anymore? I don't know. No, no. And, or when I do get a call, they're like, because we're re- rediscover. Yeah, I need to do an intake. I'm like, um, no, that's no. not me. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, that partnership with rediscover, though, that Lisa McCares mm-hmm. has is fantastic. It is. It allows you to some it's access amazing. To, to tools. Yes. Yes. And, and things. Yes. So that's fantastic. Yes. Well, congratulations on thank your you, anniversary. Thank you. Thank you. We are honored that we got to share it with yeah. you. <laughs> and, and, and thank you for, for coming on and telling everybody what's going My on with Lisa pleasure. McCares. My pleasure. I had a great time. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You guys are phenomenal. Awesome. <laughs> this is a great space. Thank you for having me in it. That will wrap us up for this week. We'll talk to everybody next time.